You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. NFL draft with your host Daniel Garrett, Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how are you doing today? Doing good. Just another day closer to the draft. Very excited. Uh, kind of, kind of just want it to be over with at this point. Honestly, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, some of the takes are getting rough out there. Yeah. Um, but it it's always fun uh, to uh, to get to see that. But no, we got receivers today. Uh, it's our last position group we're doing here. Um, so. Uh, I mean, there's there's just so many receivers to talk about, so I, I feel like we should get right into it here. Um, Mitch, who's your number 10 player? My number 10 is John Mechie, the wide receiver out of Alabama, Ooh. who had a good season. Uh, he got he tore his ACL in the SEC Championship versus uh, Georgia. Um, kind of took another – he took a backseat a bit to Jameson Williams uh, relative to last year when he kind of stepped in for Jalen Waddell. Uh, I like Mechie a lot. I think he does pretty much everything well. He's also an absolutely tenacious run blocker, despite not being under 200 pounds. Um, you know, runs his routes well. He's good after the catch. Um, he has good hands in the open field, I think. Uh, but contested catches are not his forte. And has the occasional drop. But yeah, like he's kind of like the um inverse of Garrett Wilson that way where like his one thing that he's not good at is those like body control contested catch kind of things but route running right off the catch hands deep speed all that I like all that just the the hands especially in contested catch situations are his biggest issue yeah I I'll get to him in a bit I have him a bit higher okay cool um but uh, my number 10, it's a guy who I think consensus is just going to be higher than me, uh, Christian Watson. Uh, well, as soon as you said consensus will be higher, I knew that. I figured that's where you were going. Yeah, uh, freak athlete. Mm-hmm. Absolute freakish athlete. Um, I mean, I think the issues are just fairly everyone sees them. It's route running and inconsistent hands he doesn't necessarily always play the ball great um he did at the senior bowl but during the actual season he had issues with playing the ball and i i honestly just it's hard for me to like these type of guys at the same level when we're looking at i look at this top eight man and it's good I have eight guys I really like in this class. And so like I have a few of these like more limited route tree, big downfield athletes, uh, like a guy that just missed my uh, top 10, like Jalen Tolbert, uh, a nurse, similar type of player. Uh, Watson does have a bigger size, more athleticism. And, uh, but I, I just, I just don't value the more raw 
downfield vertical threats at the same level as some people. I don't think it's a difference in evaluation, but purely in valuation. Yeah, that's fair. I have him a little higher because I am willing to bet on that testing. But I do agree with you. His biggest issue is that, you know, ball tracking down the field and kind of just the nuances of playing receiver, which when you're playing in North Dakota State, you're not going to be able to work on those as much because as a receiver, the offense is limited. Um, obviously, as an offensive lineman or a running back, it's very diverse. But, you know, for him, and even they even got him involved, you know, doing some fun things in terms of like getting him the balls as a running back, you know, throwing them on screens and stuff. But just, you know, downfield in the intermediate and vertical plane, that's where he struggles a little bit, which with his side and athleticism, that's where you're going to want to use him. Um but uh, before we do move on, I want to bring up like a um, kind of a late round uh, consolation prize for him. And it's Isaiah Weston out of Northern Iowa, who is 6'3", 214 and tested almost as well as Watson at the combine, but just flew under the radar because of how crazy Watson's testing was. But he's a little bit bigger and is a little bit better at that kind of aspect of the game but i don't think as fluid or explosive as an athlete but like if if a team really likes christian watson but can't get him i think they could get isaiah weston on day three and he could be a sleeper moving forward in that role i mean yeah we we see it quite often where mm-hmm. rounds three to six we see these type of players go mm-hmm. um and I, I think i'm comfortable with that the problem is watson is getting probably early second round yeah consideration mm-hmm. I, I think that's just my issue with it because like like i said like these guys go third round fourth round fifth round and are successful out of that for what they are it and they get to sit they aren't expected to be wide receiver ones or twos immediately they get to come in learn develop and then they eventually can become that x receiver where you're not the best player receiver on the team but you are a contributing starter um and i've liked that position there i just don't think that that is a player where i can see him being a second round well in this class he could be a second round pick just because the other positions are weaker Mm -hmm. um but in a general class i wouldn't want that guy in the second round yeah, that's very fair. Um, but we'll move on to our next guy. So my next guy is, is kind of similar to what you're saying about Watson is getting hyped as a high second rounder, uh, maybe even some first round hype. Uh, and that's Sky Moore out of Western Virginia, who's had a really rapid rise through the rankings in the last month or so of the draft. Um, he's a bit of a smaller receiver out of Western Michigan, explosive dynamic athlete, especially in space, uh, really good run out of the catch skills. Uh, obviously he's not the biggest guy, so he's not going to be necessarily your go down the field and make contested catches, but especially given the offense and how he was used at Western Michigan in like this RPO heavy offense, you know, if you put him in a Shanahan style scheme as, you know, the Jalen Waddles or even the Tyree kills that will be this year, you know, he's going to be really special there. I just, am. I just don't, I'm just not as a big a fan as everybody else, because I think his route tree has been a little limited. Um, I'm just kind of wanting to see the rest of the upside in him that, that a lot of people, other people see. Um, so he's just not one of my favorites as of yet. Yeah. So um, I just could not get film on Western Michigan really. <laughs> That's it, fair. So I did not 
feel comfortable ranking him. I only got to see one game, and I, I agree with you from that single game that I saw. Um, my number nine is Alec Pierce, very similar player. Um, okay. I had I had him at, uh, similar to Watson, I should say, not similar to. Moore. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of the same issues that you had, and a lot of the same strengths. Um, I just thought he had a. I just thought his ability to play the ball was much better. I, I think he might even – he's probably even a worse route runner than uh, Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the ball tracking and the hands are better. And really, in terms of what you want this type of player to do, your prototypical X, I think those are initially the more important skills to be able to contribute immediately. I think when you have, he's a freak athlete as well. Oh yeah. So like when I see a guy who I think can contribute better early, earlier than Watson, and he is still a freak athlete. I think I just trust him a little bit more to be able to get the reps to develop. Um, and like I said, I think it's, I think that what separates him from Watson is his hands and his ball tracking. Um, I really like him. And he only had, um, like, he was very, very rarely used um, outside of anything downfield. Uh, his average depth of target was 17.1 yards. Jeez. He is a deep threat. Uh, that's according to PFF's charting. Um, but yeah, just insane, insanely downfield targets. It's he's only going to be able to do one thing when he comes yeah, into the league. But that's I, that's go ahead. Sorry, I think Watson is a very similar player in that sense. I know North Dakota State used Watson on like jet sweeps and stuff at times, but I think in the NFL, I think they're he's going to be used similarly to Alec Pierce at least initially. Yeah, I think that's the thing about Pierce is you're not expecting him to be that, you know, complete receiver that does everything like a lot of people expect Watson to be. You know, you're kind of just saying, hey, like, go be an X, you know, run that vertical intermediate route tree, you know, occasional maybe an RPO slant or something and use your body to box out. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you about that usage. Um, and he's like, I think he's he's probably like just outside my top 10 uh, in like the early teens. Uh and I think the thing about this receiver group is there's kind of a lot of big clouds. Um, and with these kind of receivers, it's, it's kind of just pick your favorite, uh, what kind of skill set your team needs or what kind of like traits you value. So, you know, you, I could see like him kind of ranking very differently on t- different teams boards. Um, are we moving on? So we'll move on to number eight now, I guess. Uh, mine is Christian Watson and, you know, okay. we've kind of said everything about him. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. Like I said, I totally agree with you about the ball tracking issue. Um, maybe just get him in an, in an open air stadium where he's not looking up into a dome and maybe that'll, <laughs> maybe the lights get in his eyes in the uh, Fargo dome or something, but yeah, I mean, a crazy, absolutely crazy athlete, uh, was used a lot more versatile in a lot more versatile ways than, uh, past North Dakota state receivers. Uh, you know, I think it, he might have kind of a, a tough rookie year, you know, maybe like the first eight games are a little tough, but then maybe like the light will come on just as he kind of adjusts to NFL speed and figure out the ball, you know, he's kind of, this is one of the guys where you hope like he stays healthy in training camp so he can get chemistry with the quarterback and figure out how to track that deep ball. Because like, once he figures it out, 
and everything and if all it all comes together like he is going to be an absolutely uh dynamic weapon yeah uh well i i think we see him fairly similarly just with a little bit different in terms of and where think, we have him on the list and i think but... we, well even I, th- I think we probably have him in around the same range like i think like I would take him with a mid six with a mid second round pick. Sounds like you would take him with an early third or maybe a late second, depending on the board. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we're kind of in the same range. Uh, and again, it just kind of depends on your scheme. Um, and I think that I just have him like lower in terms of these rankings, just because that kind of cloud above him of guys that are going like in the late first, early second that I feel really good about is just very crowded with good guys. And I think he is, just that step below because of that ball tracking issue. And, you know, I just having that adjustment coming up from FCS football, where he was in a very different offense than one he's going to, than what a lot of the other guys ran in college that might actually translate better to the NFL. Yeah. Again, we we've talked a lot and Christian Watson will be drafted probably higher than either of us would, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Still, still has the up very high upside in this class. My number eight guy is Jahan Dotson. Ooh, okay. Um, so man, with Dotson, I I really liked his hands. He had a two point two percent drop rate in co- college last year, mm-hmm. I believe, according to PFF. Um. He has good versatility. He's played outside, played inside. He's able to be a good downfield receiver. Um, I, I I think what drops him, you'll see a pattern here with uh, the eight, six through eight. There's a, uh, these are the middling athletes of this upper tier of receivers. Uh I have all stacked together here. He's just an above average athlete. Um, I I think he plays the ball fairly well. I I think, I think he's a guy that realistically is just upside is limited. Just because. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think he can be a very, very high end number two. Okay. I, I just think there's a couple guys where if I'm looking at the number twos, there's two guys that I think can be number twos, like very high in number twos that I like just a little bit more. Um, and then there's a, a few guys that I think can be number ones in an offense. And I just value them a bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I like Dotson. It's nothing against Dotson. I have a tier of four through eight. Like okay. I'll, I'll just group very, very tightly. Yeah. I would say that I probably have those in that, that group split into two, but in terms of what I think they can be, I think they're pretty similar. So I, I think I would probably agree with you about the ceiling. I think I just like his game a little more. Uh, so I haven't ranked a little higher, so I'll wait to talk about him more. Um, but that that's interesting that you, that's the way you think about him. Um, for me, my number seven is George Pickens and, he's only this low because of the injuries and it's, it's been a lot of injuries. So that's like, like with a guy I'll talk about later, like if you have one big injury and that's kind of it, then that's different, but he's kind of had this nagging issue for a little while. So that knocks him down a little bit, but when he's on suspensions, whole whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. So a lot of things off the field, but when he's on the field, 
man, this dude is an animal. Like I remember watching him as a freshman and just thinking like, okay, this guy is that dude and he's only 18 years old or whatever. Um, but, you know, incredible vertical receiver, uh, absolutely tenacious as a blocker and just a mean SOB, you know, kind of the Kate Otten wide receiver version. And I think he can, I think he literally has a talent to do basically anything as long as he's healthy and like kind of has his head on straight, like can run really good routes, can make spectacular catches, can make plays after the catch, uh, attack all areas of the field, um, just on field when healthy, basically like a one of the cleanest prospects as an on-field evaluation but off the field just a lot of red flags that are popping up so he's down at number eight for me but I think if I was just looking at his film grade he would probably be a top five maybe even a top three in this class so my my number seven player is a guy we touched on a bit earlier um you were a little lower on him it's John Mechie John Mechie is one of my favorite like guys in terms of how surprised I was mm-hmm. at how much I liked him. Um, I mean, Mechie is just very, very polished and it's not surprising for a Alabama receiver. Again, I think he's a guy um, where you're, you're looking at him as a mostly a slot type, a little bit of outside versatility. I think he's uh he, he wins with his route running, of course. Um, but listen, he he is a guy who, man, I just I I thought he was underrated with the ball in his hand. I'd agree with that. Um, and I really liked it. I think he needs to improve um, in terms of being able to track the ball a little bit. I think he does have too many drops. Um, and obviously the ACL is a concern. Yeah. But, and I mean, like, I, I theoretically he has like, he has like two months on, uh, or I guess a month on yeah, a month. Williams in terms of rehab. So as long as it's, you know, a relatively similar injury and obviously everybody heals differently, but as long as it's a relatively similar severity, like, you know, he'll have a month ahead of Williams. <laughs> yeah. Which would put him from what people are talking about with uh, Jameson Williams at like week two. Yeah, like he could theoretically be ready by yeah by the beginning of the regular season. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I I think I think his size is again. There's a lot of skinny receivers in this class. My God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think he's a guy where he he's not as bad. He is sub one ninety, but uh not not atrociously sub one ninety. I believe he's like one eighty eight, one eighty nine, mm-hmm. just barely. Uh, but uh. No, I, I think he's a immediate starting slot receiver. Yeah, and also you got to remember the play where he, and I'm sure you remember where he absolutely destroyed a Florida safety on an interception return and caused a fumble two years yeah. ago. I remember that very well. It, uh, quite honestly, um, I think that play may have swung that SEC championship game and then they yeah, go on to win was, the national title. Because it was like 7 nothing, and Florida was driving, right? Correct. Yeah, and then it was over after that. <laughs> well, no, because uh, Alabama was driving. Oh, oh yeah, 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 right, right. But yeah. then it was, yeah, got it. Because, yes, yes, you're right, okay. Yeah, I just yeah and, and like Florida ended up like that score was completely necessary because it ended up being a pretty close game by the mm-hmm. end of it just because of – Alabama couldn't stop them. Uh, yeah. But, uh, 
no, it was a very vital stop and he was able to go, uh, go and make that play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like to see that competitive toughness at a receiver, but yeah, I, like I said, I agree with that. I, just that, just that uh, the cans are concerning for me there. Um, moving on to number six guy, you just talked about uh, Jahan Dotson is number six for me. Um, I agree. I agree with, I guess I agree with what you said about like not being an elite athlete. I just like the rest of his game because everything kind of like what you talked about with Mechie is like everything else is really polished. Like there isn't really anything that sticks out as being bad or even like average, like everything is above average to good. You know, I, he's kind of reminds me like a little bit of KJ Hamler, just a little bit bigger and ability to kind of win vertically in contested catch situations. Not obviously his forte being five ten, but he's better at it than you would think. So, and he is part of this cloud where I think, I think a lot of these receivers, honestly, pretty much all of them, but one are number two receivers for any team. Um, So he's still in that role for me where I don't really think he's going to be a number one receiver, but I just really value his skill set to do basically everything. You know, he can take the top off a defense vertically. He can win underneath in short routes, you know, getting the ball quickly in space, uh, go over the middle and make catches. I, I just really like his, how well-rounded his game is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I think that you, you have them in two tiers, obviously, but I think these guys here are very, very close outside the top three. Um, do you have them set? Where do you have them in the second round or is he a f- first round guy for you? He's I have, I like have him as round one slash two. So like okay. kind of, I would say like between like picks, like 28 and like 36, something like that you know if somebody took him in the first round and be like all right like that's a good pick like i wouldn't say it's a if it, somebody took him you know at like 24 I'd be like oh okay that's surprising but especially if there were other receivers on the board that i have ranked higher um but if he like falls you know past 35 or 36 i'm like that's great value yeah uh, i i have like a uh i have a uh mid mid to late second so fair on him I, I, again i i think that he this receiver class is very, very good. So I'm mm-hmm. not worried about splitting hairs. My my number six guy, you already mentioned him as well, is uh, George Pickens out of Georgia. Um, again, another one of these uh, Project X types. I just think he's the best of the bunch when it comes to uh, on-field uh, play. And uh, he was very, very good as a freshman. He was outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Uh with the injury this past year, missed most of the season. Um, PFF has him at 63 snaps, and I believe that was just in two games. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he, he is a guy who has really only played two seasons of football um, and has had injury issues, off the field issues, a whole lot of stuff with him. But man, he is just a he's just a ball winner downfield. And like, mm-hmm. I, I saw, I, I, I think we all saw that play when he, in his first game back, where he just absolutely big bodied the corner just to go up and grab that ball. And mm-hmm. uh, he had to deal with Stetson Bennett quarterback, man. It, <laughs> it was rough, but, but this is another freak athlete who can go up and get the ball. And I just think of the, three guys that I really like for that role, Pierce Watson and him. I think he's the best one. 
in this like tier of guys uh in well i would like my top 10 where i think they are potential day two picks okay gotcha yeah, because like, there's, there's another guy that I'm thinking of that wins in a similar way. I was like, and yeah, and I, I assume he's going to be later in your rankings, but oh, yeah, he's okay. much, much later. OK, good. <laughs> um, I'm talking strictly day two guys. Gotcha. OK, All right, um, perfect. Yeah, he is the best of the bunch in terms of that. I, I don't think he's going to come in and do much else outside of that, at least initially. But uh, again, he's another one guy, another guy, very athletic, who can potentially develop more as a route runner after yeah. that but he's i'm not sure six i'm not sure if this guy um if pickens has a relationship with this guy but i part of me wants him to go to chicago to reunite with justin fields um from their days at georgia even though they probably didn't play too much together given that fields couldn't see the field over uh, jake Fromm. but <laughs> i still think that would be fun <laughs> yeah i i it would be and here Actually, were they at George at the same time or am uh, I a year off? One, no, they were a year off. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard. It's, it's hard with Pickens because it feels like he's been around forever, but hasn't played as much, obviously. Yeah. Hey, he was recruited the year after. Okay. He, he yeah. should have been there with him yeah. if uh, their coaches knew what they were doing. But yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. Never mind then. But I, I do, I still I think you like the fit. Yeah, he'd be fun with Chicago because then they, they kind of need that kind of receiver. Um, okay, so now we're moving into top five, which I think this is kind of – I mean, we've been pretty similar. The only one we're different is because it was a guy you couldn't get film on, and I liked the guy you had instead anyways. Um, and I think this will be interesting to see where we fall in these top five yeah, guys. I think we're going to have the same five. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my five is Traylon Burks, and I – you know, I think there's been a lot of talk about the Debo Samuel role, and I think that Burks is one of those guys that could kind of do that, given that he is 6'2", 225, and got a lot of snaps like as a running back on speed sweeps as screens, as a wildcat quarterback doing everything. Um, you know, and the testing at the Combine wasn't great, partially just because there was some false advertising about his size and athletic ability but even for a guy of his size it was still pretty decent testing um and i, I don't think he's gonna fit with everybody you know you need to kind of f- design a role for him in your offense he's not going to win in traditional ways at least early in his career like he needs obviously to refine his route running down the field in a significant way but the talent and the skills that he does have like sh- you should be able to create a role for him that makes an immediate impact in your offense, you know, getting him the ball quickly in space where he can use his uh, explosiveness and size to, you know, create yards after contact. And then like, once he gets into the open field, he's just one of those players that's much faster in pads and with the ball in his hands. So I, you know, I, I obviously he needs to become refined and doing more refined, doing traditional receiver things, but I still think his profile is extremely interesting from what he offers in a skill set. Yeah. So I've swung my opinion a little bit back and forth with Burks. Um, initially off of the initial uh, watch loved him. Um, when I went back the first game I rewatched, I, I wasn't as big of a fan of, and then the more I watched, the more I was, sold on the fact that what he does 
will be able to translate given the right circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, just this guy, man, is just so good with the ball in his hands. Also, he uh, hunts hogs with a knife. Yes. In his yes, spare time, which is a massive plus. Yeah, and he this is this is just an absolute freak of nature in terms of like there's reportedly that he was playing at 240. Mm-hmm. Combine he was 225, but it was reported he plays at 240. And which is just absolutely insane. We're looking at tight end. That's a tight end. This mm-hmm. isn't a receiver. This is a tight end. Obviously, you don't want to limit how you use him, but like you can line this guy up as an H. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just line this guy up wherever you want to line him up. He has the size and he's athletic enough to play anywhere. If you want to develop him into an X, you can. If you want to play him strictly as a slot, which is where he's going to have to be initially, um, you can. You can line him up as an H. They did it. They lined him up. Oh, yeah. They're a lot. You can line him up as a running back. From an on-field standpoint only, Aaron Hernandez, question mark? I mean, yeah, a little bit smaller, yeah. but uh, not far off. I I actually really like that, uh, especially I, I think he is a better runner with the ball, and I think his yes. route running is less refined. I, yeah, I think I that's about that. the main difference. Listen, I mean, I'm looking it up now. Aaron Hernandez was 6'2", 250. Yeah, yeah. so about 10 pounds, 10 pounds heavier. Yeah, exactly. And that's why he was lining up in line a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I I, I like the comparison. Like I said, I I just think the difference is uh, a little less refined route running, a little better with the ball in his hands. He's also my number five. Okay, cool. So we're, yeah, we're right, right. I'm wondering, I wonder if we're going to have another situation where we're perfectly aligned again. Um, so my number four, this, I think we might divert here. My number four is Garrett Wilson. Okay. Yeah, we uh, okay. Here. And I feel like this is one of my hotter takes in this draft cycle because I see a lot of you like come across seem to just adore Wilson in his game. And I, I get why, like, Obviously, run after the catch is great. Body control in the air, making spectacular catch is awesome. Uh, Good speed vertically. But a lot of those things, you know, I don't think he he tested very well with with the straight line speed, but I don't think it pops as well on tape. And I have a little bit of concern about him, his ability to do that against NFL defensive backs in terms of the contested catch kind of stuff. and. I'm just worried, like, does all this stuff really translate, especially with how, I'll say, unorthodox his route running is? You know, I, I, I generally, I think I prefer guys that are just better, more sudden route runners that can get open and don't have to make as crazy catches, even if their quarterback is, you know, better. That doesn't make them make crazy catches. So, and I like, I still have Wilson as a first rounder. Like I, I like a lot of his receivers. I think he can be a very good number two receiver. I just see a lot of people will have him as like a top 10 talent in this class. And that's where you really lose me. I just don't get that at all. Uh, yeah. So I, I have him higher, obviously, like I said, so, uh, yeah, I'll get to him later, but, uh, uh, my number four guy, his Ohio State teammate, uh, Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Very good route runner. 
is able to create separation. I think he's a good downfield threat. I have two concerns with him. One of them is the weight, something that I have with a lot of these guys. I think he needs to add more mass. I think he may struggle with more physical corners and press there at the NFL level of strength. It He hasn't really struggled, I don't believe, in college with that, but uh, just from what I saw, but I, I, I just worry about how well that translates when he gets, obviously, everyone's going to be bigger, stronger, more physical in the NFL. Um, and where, where that size, though, really shows through, I think, is at the catch point, mm-hmm. his physicality there, which is my number one concern with him. Um, I just it, – it's surprising because size-wise, him and Wilson aren't far off. No, I was going to say Wilson is actually lighter, and he's an yeah. inch shorter. <laughs> but when I watch Wilson, I don't have those concerns at the catch point. I have those yeah. concerns against press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have those concerns at the catch point. Yeah. Which is where why I have Olave at four is almost strictly because of that. Yeah, so I have Olave at three. So, you know, we're pretty close here. I, and I totally understand the contested catch thing. Like, that's not his game. It's not very good. I would say he's definitely a worse run after catch receiver. Um, He's still, it's fine. It's not just not great. But I think he has better deep speed. Um, And I just love his route running. It is some of the smoothest I've ever seen uh, just able to do so much to manipulate uh, defensive backs and get open. And I just like those types of receivers that are just so refined in that way that, that like, I think that he can, he might have some struggles physically, but I think that because of that refined footwork and everything that will allow him to consistently uh, get open and beat and beat defensive backs and get separation. And I think as long, I think if you can just find ways to kind of avoid contested catch situations, that'd be ideal. You know, maybe he can get stronger in the NFL. Um, but I, I recognize it as concern and that's why he's, you know, like, again, like not a top um, he's like in my, in my twenties ranking wise, I think he's only like two spots ahead of Alave and in my overall board. So like they are very close to, or sorry, two spots ahead of Wilson on my overall board. Um, so they're very close to each other. Um, and I think that's why, like, I'm so surprised when people put Wilson so highly is because like, I think these guys are both pretty good, but they're both have significant flaws. And it seems like people are willing to overlook that for Wilson and maybe not as much for Olave for some reason. Yeah. Like, like I said, for, for me, the main difference is just the, I I think he is a little bit better at at those flaws. I, I think, I think there's they're very close in terms of role skill sets are slightly different, but uh, in terms of the actual role they will play, I feel like they're fairly similar. They're going to be your number two guy. Yeah. And they're both, I would, I think, I think they're both Z receivers. You know, I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So who's, so that was my three. Who's your three. Uh, I feel like you're going to have this guy. Oh, really high. Jamison Williams. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he's very close to be, he's very close to being number two. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, 
he is a he is the best deep ball receiver in this class. Okay, yeah, w- without question. Mm-hmm. When I look at Jamison Williams, he isn't our guy. Who he is skinny as all hell. Oh yeah. Uh, he had very very good average depth of target for a guy in that system uh 14.5 yard yard average depth target fantastic and he had 20 screens in there Mm -hmm. as well so like the fact that he's able to combine those two those two together and still end up being uh 46 and average depth of target is absolutely fantastic he's great with the ball in his hand as well he's another one of these guys i absolutely adore jameson williams um i'll be honest here i think two versus three one my number one's just a tad higher um but two versus three was the toughest decision of any of these spots i i know i think you'll have him at number one if i had to guess but uh his he can get open so easily i man it's literally just i it's nothing wrong with him it's simply not i can't really tell you what like what's the negative with jameson williams body mass a little bit could he be again a little bit better at the catch point just with that uh more mass could he be a little bit more versatile in terms of um, in terms of the distribution of his routes. Sure. Could his route running be a little bit more crisp? That's like where we're getting for negatives. I don't have major issues with Jameson Williams. I just, I love these top three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get to him later. Cause I want to kind of wax poetic about it, but um yeah like i agree with you i think the i think the negatives are few and far between um so i'll go to my number two guy now and it's drake london wide receiver from usc and i again like he's kind of coming off that injury where he had the broken ankle which you know you can make the argument is a little harder to come back from actually but drake london's so interesting because you know you look at his body look at his background and you just immediately think x receiver six five two ten two fifteen two twenty whatever and when he came to USC, they basically used him as a big slot, almost in the it, how the Steelers used Juju Smith-Schuster. And he was really good at that, surprisingly. Like, and again, the routes weren't super refined or anything, but they you know throwing the ball over the middle, and he would run over people and make people miss in the open field, which is pretty surprising for a guy that lanky. And going into this season, a lot of people were like, hey, like, can he be a true X receiver? And he went out and did exactly that. You know, he, he missed the last few games, but they finally started using him as that X receiver. And he was absolutely unstoppable. Like there was one game, I think it was against Oregon state where they just kept sending him on go routes and basically just daring the uh, Oregon state defenders just flag him because he'd get open so easily. And they, he just kept doing that. Like, and some of these targets in his games are absolutely insane. Like, 18 targets versus Washington State, 13 versus Oregon State, 13 versus Colorado, 20 versus Utah, 18 versus Notre Dame. And 
pretty consistent as a contested catch receiver, uh, 26 opportunities, 17 catches, you know, obviously you're not going to win the ball. And I think a lot of those ones that weren't missed were in that Oregon state game where he just didn't get a shot because the defenders just yanked him down. So he couldn't even make a, a play on the ball. Um, you know, I think that he does have that concern of late of like these X receiver types where it's like, all right, like, can he legitimately separate from receivers? And I think that's, I think he obviously still has work to do as a route runner, given that he's only, you know, been playing this receiver role for a few years now. Um, I think that on the right team, they could teach him to do that and he could be like developing something really special, but even so, I think that he has that where he has like that really rare size and just great ability to pluck the ball out of the air. And that's that basketball background that even if he doesn't like kind of take the next step, he's still a really valuable vertical X receiver and that he can get down the field and win those jump ball situations pretty consistently. And, you know, you can all, and like I said, you can also use him as that big slot role. If you're running kind of like a, some kind of funky different offense where you want to have that type of role in your offense. So I, I like him a lot. I don't think that he, he kind of lacks the underneath receiver game, like running those quick routes that a lot of these other guys in the top group have. And that's why he's not my number one, but I think that this guy really is the limit for Drake Vaughn. And I really like his game and I'm very interested to see what he develops into. Uh, I'll get to him in a bit. Uh, my number two player in this class at receiver is Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, man. So Garrett Wilson isn't our guy who is really good with the ball in his hand. Um, I think I think he can be a good route runner. I don't think he's there yet. I think he can be. I think though here here's how I would put Garrett Wilson. Take Kadarius Tony, <laughs> take 20 pounds off of him, and teach him the route tree but like don't show him how to actually run them. Just like show him a route tree. And that is Garrett Wilson, which like it's better than Kadarius Tony in like 90% of all aspects, but like you still have the same stuff with like this dude just wants to take a hundred thousand steps and he wants to get into contact all the time. And he he is fun. He is a very fun player to watch. When 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 there's the route running concerns, I think it's. I don't think he understands route pacing yet. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. I, I think he wants to go full speed, full speed, full speed, or a hundred little steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no in between. There's no pace to it. I think he can develop that and i think he has enough in terms of catch point compared to a couple of these are guys i have right below him where i that combination where i think i think it's easier to develop the route pacing when you have the good footwork and the good shiftiness already uh where you're you're very very quick your lateral you have good lateral mobility your fluid hips all that all those physical traits that go into route running he has all the all the uh 
all the physical traits that go into uh, being a being a good player after the catch outside of the muscle mass he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's again. There's a lot of players we said that about where that's something that's missing from them. Um, but I think outside the muscle mass, he has all the physical traits I want. It's just, can he develop as that route runner? Mm -hmm. And I think that compared to when I have less issues with the muscle mass compared to the SR guys, I think that pacing is just easier to develop than just getting physically stronger especially when you're looking at these guys played at Ohio state, they have the best in terms of strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. It, it, I feel more confident in a, and Hartline's a good wide receiver coach, but I feel more confident in the more coaching he gets and he developed, he became a better route runner over time. You look back at when he first got onto the field at Ohio state, he was horrific as a route runner. <laughs> like they, they would get the ball in his hands and he would be fine but he was really, really bad as a route runner initially. Uh, he's developed, and I think he has room to develop more as that route runner. And if he can develop more, I think that upside is why I have him here at two. Right. So and I've, I've said this, and I'll say it again, that the reason why I don't have him as high, or at least I, I don't have him as high, and, I, and I, don't, I definitely don't have him as like high as some people where they have him as a top 10 talent is because there are those holes in his game you do have those questions about, can he develop? And even then, I just don't really see the path for him to become a number one receiver, which would warrant him being ranked as a top 10 prospect in the class. And I think part of that is because of those, you know, physical size limitations, you know, and I'll I'll kind of, I guess, maybe talk out of both sides of my mouth with my number one guy, but I just I think that that prevents him from being that number one do it all receiver, even if you can clean up that route running a lot, which is I still think a pretty big undertaking to clean it up to a point where I think he would warrant being that highly tout of a prospect and being a number one receiver. So I still like him as a number two receiver. I think he should be a first round pick. I think he has a lot of talent. I just think that there are certain aspects of his game that need some refinement, as you said. Um, I'll dive into my number one guy now. He's a guy you talked about, Jamison Williams. Uh, I have number number one because he probably runs a 4-2, low 4-2s if he's healthy. And that speed is apparent on film. I haven't seen speed. The only other player I've seen with speed like that is Tyree Kill. And Jamison Williams has that speed when he's three inches taller. Weighs about the same, but, you know, maybe you can ideally put some weight on him. I like you said, there is some refinement to do with his game in terms of, you know, making those routes a little crisper, being a little better at the catch point. This was his first year where he's really playing like in the past, in the previous two years when he was at Ohio State, just because of how good the other players were, as we've talked about, he only had like 25 targets in two years. So he just wasn't getting the reps on the field to improve that kind of stuff. Even with the ACL tear, I think that he's the one receiver in this class that I think can be a true number one. And the reason why is because that speed just translates to the NFL because there's that play from the national championship where he, you know, puts a little move on, I think it was Keely Ringo and then just accelerates downfield and he's separating. And that's separating from like a five-star recruit who also runs in the four threes. Like no matter who you line up against James Williams, like he will probably be able to outrun them. And 
for me, that just translates to pretty much whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And I would say one of, one of Jameson Williams biggest uh, negatives that people are saying is the ACL. And like, like, like we said, he'll be back by like week six. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see how that's like the biggest deal. Um, But uh, my number one, and I will say this, this is a guy that I was a little bit lower on watching initially, especially off of 2020. Uh-huh. It's Drake London out USC. I was like when he was playing that slot role, mm-hmm. I was not a fan. I had him like third round, fourth round type <laughs> of guy. Like I like I saw the run after catch. I I I saw a lot of the traits where he could be, he could be this guy. He could eventually be this guy. You saw the traits, but he just wasn't there. Mm-hmm he's there yeah (laughs) i I don't i don't know i don't know what else to say this dude is a tank um and he played at what like 220 215 somewhere in there a little bit on the skinny side which i think we said about every single receiver we talked about today um but uh man i i i think i'm a little bit higher on his route running than you are just a just a little bit um but Again, this is a guy who can be a pretty good downfield threat as your outside X receiver. He can also just be a guy you just run like if you are like a team that just wants to run RBOs all day and just want to run like slants to him, just yeah, he can do that. And he can be very good. He can be a fantastic player doing that. He can I think he is the guy that can, I think him and Williams are probably in Olave, I guess, as well. I do worry about Wilson in terms of scheme. I think those three are scheme, uh, scheme independent. I don't think you can go wrong. Obviously there's places where he could be better, but I think all three of those guys are, they'll be fine wherever they end up at um again just a guy who he, he gets a ton of screens in that usc system as well um and he had a ton of contested catches despite missing a good chunk of the year with that broken foot uh mm-hmm. pff has it 19 contested catches which is first in college football despite only playing i believe it was eight games yeah um, yeah, just a just insanely productive player. And uh, traditionally, you have concerns about a guy's ability to separate when it when that's the case when he has so many contested catches. But this is just simply their quarterback sucked. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like he was getting underthrown and had to work his way back into a contested catch situation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a ton of issues with his separation. I think it was just bad quarterback play. Um, and again, just a guy who can be a X, be a slot, whatever one you want. And he will truck people and he will not only truck people, but he also has a little bit of shiftiness out there in space too, surprisingly for his size. Um, it, uh, he's just a guy where 
initial viewing, even this year, I was still a little bit lower on him. Um, but the, just the more I watch, the more I absolutely love his game. And again, just just all of these receivers, ex- the top eight are so good, man. These yeah. top eight. And I know you're lower on Mechie, but uh, so I guess for you, it would be top seven. But uh, these guys are just so good. I, I, I think if you come away with any of these guys, you should be happy regardless of, I mean, pretty much starting at the Falcons down, I think you're fine with like Falcons, maybe not, but like once you get outside the top 10, for sure, you're happy getting any of these receivers. Yeah. I mean, I think all, all 10 of my top, I would say all 10 of mine, if I was most teams, I'd be comfortable having them be a starter except for teams with like super, like, like the Buccaneers who have two, you know, very good wide receivers starting. But like, if you have one guy, like I'm very comfortable about all these guys being at least being a two or most of them being a two, some of them towards the back end being a three. And, you know, I th- I'm comfortable with all of them starting basically as rookies. So, you know, I think that this group is very good. I think there's a bit of a fall off after 10, uh, but I, I really like all these guys uh, as kind of day one starters. I'm curious as to like, who is a guy for you on day three that you would be willing to like proverbially pound the table for Kyle Phillips. Okay. Interesting. That's a name uh, that I've heard a little bit about. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, a lot of it is off of flashes. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that flashes a lot in terms of his shiftiness as a route runner. Mm-hmm. I think he struggles from the route pacing issues as well. Um, I, I don't love his ability to track the ball. He has some drops on tape, but, uh, and he isn't, he isn't a guy that's like fantastic with the ball in a sense. He definitely could, uh, could use more work there, uh, as well. I, I think he is, uh, he's just like average with the ball in his hands. I wouldn't say it's a strength, but he's a guy, good athlete. I think he's, uh, he's a, player who you will select on day three and he will start as a slot mm-hmm. i i don't think he has super high end upside but i think he is a day three pick that starts yeah i mine is trey turner from virginia tech and okay i didn't get to watch him that's fine uh just a guy that does everything above average to good like, I don't think anything is very good. I don't think anything's bad. I don't think that anything's elite. I just think he gets the job done. And, you know, I'm not sure how valuable that is. You know, I think he'll probably be like maybe around five, maybe around six pick. But I think that, you know, if, if a receiver goes down, like any of your receivers, your X, your Y, or your X, your Z, your slot guy, he can do anything you want, you know, and be at a competent level. And I, I really just like that kind of well-rounded. I like, I think that's just, I just like the well-rounded types of receivers more. Um, so, you know, if you need, if you're like, you're a team that needs that fourth receiver, I really love Trey Turner as a day three pick. Um, was there anyone else you wanted to shout out as a day three guy? Um, day three. I don't think so. Um, I'm looking down my list now. Um, yeah, nobody else on day three that I really would super. I, I think I said Isaiah Weston earlier. I, I'd be interested to see where he ends up. But uh, other than that, you know, I think a lot, no, nobody else I'd really want to dive into. 
Was there was there anyone that you were lower on uh, significantly than consensus seems to be? Am I anybody that I'm lower on? Um, I don't think so. I think I think some of the I think I'm like higher on some of the guys that other people seem to be lower on. Actually, like I like Romeo Dubs a good bit. Um, I'm kind of just hoping Justin Ross is healthy. I think I guess maybe the one would be Wandale Robinson from Kentucky, um, just because. I get like, he's very small. Um, so that obviously limits his role. Um, so I'm just not like, I just don't find those, you know, kind of those kind of receivers super valuable, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I guess it would be a uh, Khalil Shakir. Would oh, be interesting guy. I'm lower on than consensus. He's like, a guy I, I like. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's fine, but like, I don't know. I, I think he's like a fourth round guy and I, see him as like going in the second round a lot of times oh okay so second round's rich for my blood i would say yeah like, yeah be... that that seems to be second third okay. round seems That's, to be where consensus is th- so third mid mid to late third i'm good but yeah second I, is i'm definitely like fourth rich. round on him okay all right yeah now say second is definitely too rich for me especially with the talent at receiver in this class but yeah i, I like him as a really versatile weapon um and yeah, like, I, I, I think he makes some people's top 10 receivers. List. He's pretty, cl- he's, he's 12 for me. Um, but man, I, I, he has some crazy catches. So I, I, he's fun to watch, but I, I see your point about kind of being concerned about kind of the, the holistic version of his game, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, those are my receivers. Yep. Well, uh, that'll be it for our, uh, position, uh, rankings for the year, uh, for draft season. We will be back tomorrow with uh some of our guys in this 2022 nfl draft it tomorrow's draft day guys we got a fun one coming up it's it's going to be interesting man so i we're excited to get into it and uh but yeah we'll be back tomorrow until then let's get fired up